This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, Sask Wheat is encouraging farmers to get involved in consultations on the Canada Grain Act and the Canadian Grain Commission. The online discussions continue until April 30th. We have an FCC survey on food preferences by Canadians, and it seems they want locally grown food. Real Agriculture compares Canada-U.S. grocery trade. The temporary shutdown of the Olimel pork plant in Red Deer is due to the coronavirus, but it appears the workers were infected outside the plant because 60% of them have other jobs. Manitoba Ag Days provide support for local organizations, and we have the latest market update on Saskatchewan cattle sales this past week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. The Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission is encouraging farmers to get involved in the review of the Canada Grain Act. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. The chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission, Brett Halstead of Nokomis, says farmers have until April 30th to provide feedback to the Canadian Grain Commission, the agency overseeing the Canada Grain Act. Well, we think it's it's time. It's It's been overdue. It's been a long time since this has been done. It's been attempted and things have died on the order paper. But the CGC has a number of important roles, including oversight of a number of things, producer payment, protection that they uh, help administer or they administer, uh, access to binding grade and dockage if a producer has a dispute, as well as data collection and reporting that they do now, and that ties into our AGM resolutions looking for improved data collection and reporting on our export sales, and there's probably a role to, for them or someone to play in, in that area. Now, I understand Saskweed is also going to be putting in their own presentation to the review of the Canada Grain Act through the Grain Commission. What are some of the ideas that the Saskweed is supporting? Well, again, we, we need to protect the Canadian brand and strengthen or protect our quality assurance system, which is our classification and grading standards. We also want to make sure the CGC continues to work in the best interests of grain farmers. You know, so those are a number of the areas that we're, we're looking to talk about. One of the issues that's been raised by some other farm groups is the mandatory outward grain inspection, and some groups have been saying it's not necessary anymore. What does Ask Wheat say about this? Yeah, that's one of the CGC oversight roles, and we think that's important that they continue to do that to help protect the Canadian brand. You know, they're a, they're a neutral third party, and we think that the, their role in that is very important to continue to protect and ensure that the quality that's promised is delivered. On the farm payment protection, what's Ask Wheat's thoughts on that one? 
Well, in general, the program has worked pretty good. Obviously, there hasn't been 100% payback, so those who haven't been paid back aren't going to be completely happy with it, but some of those products aren't included right now. So we want to see that program continued and are looking for ways of trying to tweak it and make it a little better. One of the key things that seemed to come out of some farm meetings this winter was a request for improved data reporting. Farm groups, it seems, want you know much better ideas to what grain has been exported. Can you explain why? Well, I think it's it's a timeliness of the data that's coming out. Some of this data does get reported, but it's a month late. It's, it's not as complete. I'm definitely not an expert on how to tweak this to make it better, but I understand that just more data in the hands of farmers is better and helps us make a better decision. So in summary, Brett, what do you say are some of the key ideas that Saskweed is bringing to the consultations? Well, again, we just want to strengthen our quality assurance system, continue with CGC oversight in areas like producer payments and subject to grade and dockage, and improve this data reporting. Some other smaller things that we'd like to see improved or other things, I shouldn't say smaller, are you know the governance of the Grain Commission. We're, we're not sure that's right. It's obvious that farmers don't own the Grain Commission. It's there to work in their best interests, but there needs to be a way that farmers can can get strategic priorities through to the Grain Commission because we're, in the end, the, the, the one who's paying the bill. You know, a little more prudent budget budgeting by the Grain Commission. You know, they've got a large reserve there, and, you know, that's that doesn't need to be that large, so we'd like to see them do a better job of budgeting for their financial needs in the future. Government funding. There's a small bit of government funding that goes in to do things like stats and quality assurance, the grain research lab. We think that is public good and it used to be funded and it should return to government funding. And farmers have until the end of April and I guess it's all online is the review? Yes, and uh, we do do have a link in our in our press release which is on our website and that'll take you to the Grain Commission page that will have what you need to submit any comments you might have. Brett Hulstead farms at Nokomis and is chair of Sasquheat. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. A new survey from Farm Credit Canada says Canadians are more likely to look for Canadian food in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Marty Seymour is the Director of Industry Relations at FCC in Regina. He says the survey was done in preparation for Canada's Agriculture Day next week, February 23rd. He says there are questions about the coronavirus and Canadians and food. Seymour says the survey covered 2,000 Canadians. You know, in, in the case of the survey, the way we set this up, we work with, you can imagine, a third-party organization that went out and surveyed 2,000 Canadians from across the country as a, re- a reflection of how the country's divided and just asked them some of their thoughts. And, you know, some of the cool stuff that I saw in the outcomes were six in 10 Canadians are more likely to buy product made in Canada. And um, I think that's pretty interesting. I, I, I mean, it's not a surprise to me. I spend a lot of time in public trust in food and food trends. So to see that the pandemic created this heightened awareness of where people's food comes from and the idea that they would support Canadians, um, I, frankly, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting. Seymour was asked if U.S. protectionist policies may have had an impact on the survey. You know, I think I think it's a fair question. I I see it a bit different. Um, I see this as an you know a conversation about um, you know the kinds of people I want to support in my community. You know, if you think about 
all of the local businesses have been impacted by COVID, not just the local restaurants, um, but the people selling clothes, all of this trend to buying online and all the things going on in society. And for people to take a moment and just say, hey, if I could spend my food dollar somewhere, I'll choose to support a Canadian product where it's available. Um, I don't think it, it's necessarily this direct link to, say, a U.S. attitude towards trade versus a Canadian attitude. It's about saying, when I grab a label, if I look at it, and I like the story behind it, and I can see my fellow neighbor farmer in that, I'll pick that every time. Seymour adds the survey found 8 in 10 Canadians believe the agriculture sector has responded well to the pandemic. Yeah, like I, I stand pretty proud as being part of the food system to say that the industry did respond well. And, you know, the pinch points, I don't think, are any secret to anybody, you know, uh, processing and packing plants where we have large groups of people working under one roof, you know, that was where the vulnerability was in the food system. But, you know, the friends in logistics and trucking that got food moved around when there was restricted movement and all these uncertain protocols in the early days, um, I think we should feel pretty good about what we were able to do to make sure that grocery store shelves went, for the most part, pretty stocked. I also think, you know, if you take your listeners, for example, there's a regional difference of what people experience in Canada too. And so in the West, you know, where we tend to be grains and oil seeds heavy and, you know, in the, in the pork and the beef industry that, that tend to be export centric, as long as we could get things processed, we actually did pretty well coming through the pandemic in places, you know, Southern Ontario, Quebec, where they rely on temporary foreign workers to get crops seeded, grown and harvested. Um, those groups experienced a lot more pressure in making sure that the shelves were full. But once again, you know, Consumers generally think that eight in 10 people think we responded really well to the pandemic. And I know that's, to me, something we can be proud of. And it looks like most Canadians believe farmers are underappreciated as well. Yeah, I, I imagine you have listeners on your call that would probably nodding along and say, yeah, I certainly feel, you know, underappreciated uh, as a farmer. But this idea that, you know, Canada's Agriculture Day is coming up on February 23rd, and it's a day when, you know, farmers and food processors and the whole industry can stand proud, stand together, and uh, and have consumers show some of that love and respect back on social media. Um, that's the entire point of Ag Day, is that, uh, you know, to try to demonstrate that all of us are, uh, think the Canadian food system is safe, it's reliable, and something that we can stand together and celebrate. Seymour says 82% are interested in more details on how their food is produced. He encourages farmers to show Canadians their farm on social media on February 24th. Marty Seymour is the Director of Industry Relations for Farm Credit Canada in Regina. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at CanolaSchool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. Joined right now by Kevin Greer of Kevin Greer Market Analysis and Consulting, Inc. based in Guelph, Ontario. 
Okay, Kevin, I was looking at uh, your most recent grocery trade report. And, and interesting here. I, I like to always do the comparisons between Canada and the U.S., and we've got an uh, audience on both sides of the border at Real Agriculture. You say in your report that the la- last year the annual food store inflation rate was 2.4% in Canada, while in the U.S. it's 35 What's going on here? Why the difference? Yeah, you know what, Sean? I, I think of it this way: If you say you're 14 or 13, you're running a lemonade stand, and a guy across the street's uh, same age running a lemonade stand, and it's really hot out, getting hotter, the guy across the street pulls up his tent and goes home. Um, what are you going to do with your price? You were charging 10 cents. What, what would you do if you're, with your price? Knowing you, you'd probably raise it. I would raise it. We'd, we'd all raise the price. And that's kind of like the, the pandemic. You had the situation where you're a grocer, no more food service, okay? No more food service competition at all. And customers are panic buying. So what would you do if you're a grocer? You'd probably increase the price. Logically, you would increase the price. And that's what the American grocers have done. They, their prices, uh, their inflation rate in 2019 and the first part of 2020, their inflation rate was much less than ours in Canada. The pandemic comes, they acted what you would think you would react like if you were running a lemonade stand. Here in Canada, though, our inflation rate went down. Um, American inflation rate went up, ours went down. We, our grocers, instead of uh, jacking up prices to take advantage of the lack of food service and uh, the fact that customers were beating down the doors, our guys uh, lowered the rate of inflation throughout the year. And the inflation rate went down despite the fact that uh, their costs of meat uh, at times were skyrocketing. So it really is interesting, and I've been watching it uh, roughly since the pandemic started, and I've been fascinated by it. Have grocers been going toe to toe in Canada? Like, is 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 a part of the reason for that lack of price increases? The fact that they're competing so so hard with each other? Yeah, exactly. But again, why? You know, why would you? Why wouldn't you just take a break from that competition? But but they're not. Uh, they are. They're going based on again some of the things I watch, and I watch, one of the things I watch closely is the price of like the consumer packaged goods. You know, the Heinz and the and the the Oreos and things like that. You can't do anything with those except compete on price, and they are hammering each other on those on those price points. And uh, you know, again, Walmart, Costco, and all the big. Uh, the big food grocers are, are competing very hard, uh, especially in Quebec. I'm seeing uh, pricing in Quebec, especially on meats, uh, very, very attractive. So, uh, yeah, they're in the, in the midst of a period of increased demand. They are banging each other. How are they doing on the proteins? Because, you know, like the, the beef demand in particular has been very strong. We've, we've got mm-hmm. beef tonnages up, you know, slaughter chains rolling and the carcass weights are up. So there's a lot of beef to sell. Now there's the export mark, but there's also domestic consumption. How, how are grocers reacting to the protein complex? Once again, Sean, totally different than what you would have thought. You know, if you would have said at this time last year, oh, there's going to be a, a pandemic and governments are going to lock down um, restaurants. You're not going to be able to eat at restaurants, especially uh, sit-down restaurants. You're not going to be able to go there. What's that going to do to beef demand? And you and I probably would say, oh, boy, that's that's going to be bad. Oh, and by the way, people are going to be nervous about, um, you know, because they're going to, a lot of people are going to be out of work. What would you say that's going to do to beef demand? And you and I, again, would say that's got to be it's going to be a bad year, but my goodness, uh, beef demand in 2020 was fantastic. And, you know, 
in, in the middle meets, the you know the loins and the and the ribs, they, they did exceptionally well this year. I think people just you know took the fact that they can't go to restaurants and they but they still bought those products anyway and they cooked them at home and who knows you you can buy more really when you're cooking it at home than you you know at a restaurant so no beef demand's been fantastic Sean and yeah there there has been export demand but nothing nothing too exciting so um, yeah it's, it was a shocker totally counterintuitive. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. Today, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of light snow. Wind northwest 20, gusting to 40. The high, minus 15 today. The low, minus 22 degrees. Thursday, mainly sunny. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high, minus 13 tomorrow. Wind chill, minus 30 in the morning and minus 20 in the afternoon. Risk of frostbite, the low, minus 22. Friday, partly cloudy and milder. The high, minus 5. The low, minus 8. Saturday, sunny and melting. The high, plus 1. The low, minus 10. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3, the low minus 3. Monday, partly cloudy, windy, high plus 4, low minus 5. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high near plus 1. Normal high for this date, minus 6, the normal low is minus 18. The sun rose at 8.06 this morning, it sets at 6.19 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, minus 14 in Valmarie in the southwest corner. The cold spot up north, minus 26 in Uranium City. Estevan is minus 14, Saskatoon minus 21, Swift Current minus 19, Weyburn minus 15, Yorkton minus 20. In Regina with drifting snow, it's minus 18 degrees, that's zero Fahrenheit, winds are from the west-northwest at 20, giving a wind chill right now of minus 27 degrees. Humidity 74%, the barometer rising 102.4. Partly cloudy, Moose Jaw minus 17, winds are from the northwest at 15. Once again, Regina, drifting snow and minus 18, that's zero Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Hog producers are hoping the shutdown at the Olimel hog plant in Red Deer, Alberta, does not extend beyond one to two weeks. Alberta's chief medical health officer, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, says when it comes to the COVID outbreak at the Olimel processing plant in Red Deer, it's important to understand that the company has shut down the plant voluntarily because there have only been sporadic cases here and there for several months. And she says there were a number of events that weren't limited to happenings on the plant site. It's important to remember this particular plant has had sporadic cases one or two at a time for several months and the processes that have been put in place at the, the plant site had been very successful in 
preventing any kind of spread. And in fact, there had been no cases for some time and there was consideration of closing down that outbreak. Unfortunately, I think there were a, a concurrence of a, a number of events that were not limited to events directly on that plant site. There are more than 1,800 employees at the plant and about 60% have other jobs as well. Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon has announced that they're doling out $28,000 in the middle of the pandemic. General Manager Kristen Phillips notes it's also in spite of the fact they were unable to hold their annual three-day trade show this year. Yes, so we annually give back $28,000 through our Ag Days Gives Back Fund, which is funded by our 50-50 at the show. So we had our most successful um, 50-50 we've ever had, and so we're happy to be giving out uh, $28,000 this year. Phillips says the funds will be put to good use. Uh, so $10,000 will go to Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba. Um, they would typically host an event at our show, and so we would annually give them that $10,000. This year, they're actually creating a virtual event so that they can deliver it to more classrooms across Manitoba. So we're happy to be able to give them that grant this year um, to further their program. $3,000 will go out to our different scholarship. And then $15,000 will go out to 15 early learning centers across the province. Phillips says the online event, the Manitoba Ag Days event, was a success despite the pandemic. Um, just, you know, we are so thankful that everybody bought tickets this year and that the, the event was such a success. Um, we were actually able to put $17,780 into our Egg Days Gives Back uh, fund, which helps us do this every year. So even with a pandemic, we're excited to be able to give back to the communities where our patrons and exhibitors live. Kristen Phillips is the general manager of Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call 1-800-340-2311. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mostly moving up for the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says prices were moving up due to lower inventory and rising cattle futures. Well, we've got good news again, three weeks in a row. Uh, feeder steer prices were mainly higher across weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. The largest price increase we saw was in the 500 to 600 pound weight category. Those guys going up $8.93 per hundred weight to end the weekend average price of $231.83 per hundred weight. The only decrease week over week was seen in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. Those guys went down a minimal 90 cents per hundred weight to end the week at an average price of $244.85 per hundred weight. Then we look at the 800 to 900 pound weight category. They ended the week at an average price of $179 per hundred weight. And we move over to the feeder heifer prices. They were a little bit more mixed, but mostly higher still across the report weight categories. And so the largest price increase we saw there was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category. Those girls went up $3.92 per hundred weight to end the week at an average price of $180.63 per hundred weight. Decreases were seen in both the 500 to 600 pound and 700 to 800 pound weight categories with prices decreasing by $2.08 and then $0.10 cents per hundred weight respectively. And we look at what price those 700 to 800 pound weight category brought in. They ended the week at an average price of $166.90 per hundred weight. So what are the factors pushing, mostly pushing up feeder cattle prices? 
Well, inventory. We had a you know a smaller inventory last week sold at the auctions, um, and then also both the the futures markets, both live and feeder futures markets, were up again last week. And probably what's keeping maybe a bit of a limit on that upwards momentum is feed barley went up a fair bit again, while number two corn out of the U.S. decreased in price. So, you know, those feed grains prices are play play something in there too. What were marketings? Canfax reported a total of 6,519 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that's down significantly from 17,696 head during the previous week, and less as well from a year ago of 13,415. Tell me about prices for market-ready cattle. What's happening there? Well, yeah, sure. When we go there, they were mixed week over week. So we look at the price of D2 slaughter cows. They saw an increase of 38 cents to average $75.60 per hundredweight. And D3 slaughter cows saw a slight decrease with prices going down 37 cents per hundredweight from the previous week to average $65.13 per hundredweight. And then when we look at the price for Alberta fed steers, last week they were reported at $152.08 per hundredweight, and that's up 88 cents from the previous week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Canola fell 10 cents at 652.77. Number one red spring wheat dropped 276 at 273.33. The rest unchanged. Durham 310.48. Feed barley 247.68. Flax 80108. Lentils 602.50. Oats 229.53. Yellow peas 380.89. Feed wheat, 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat March futures are down 13 cents at 618 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Assiniboia Livestock had a pre-sort sale February 9th. 500 to 550 pound heifers sold from 191 to 196. 550 to 600 pound heifers sold from 191 to 195. 600 to 650 pound heifers sold from 188 to 194. 650 to 700 pound heifers sold from 181 to 185. 700 to 800 pound heifers sold from 166 to 175. 800 to 900 pound heifers sold from 152 to 170. There were not enough steers to determine a market report. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboy Livestock Mark Report. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 11,100 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 172 to 196 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,600 head, selling in a range of 174 to 193 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is up 17 basis points, with a daily exchange rate at 1.2684. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.57 cents US. Daily US cash markets are mixed, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region up $1.11 US 100 weight, national 90 cents higher, and the national cutout adjusted reference lower by $1.39. 
And the latest report says SIG4 and Brandon, BP4 Moose Jaw Plants, 174.03 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. SAS Power is currently exporting 175 megawatts of power south to the U.S. to provide relief from bitterly cold weather. U.S. electrical systems are straining under severe weather and millions as far south as Texas are without power. SAS Power says Saskatchewan residents know the challenges of extreme winter weather and being part of an integrated grid means that when called upon, we help each other out. Vice President of Transmission and Industrial Services, Corey Hako, says SAS Power has been able to help neighbours in their time of need while maintaining reliable power to SAS Power customers. SAS Power began moving 150 megawatts of electricity Sunday morning and has since temporarily increased the amount to 175 megawatts. The company will continue to offer all the support it can for as long as possible. SAS Power has successfully managed higher than normal peak loads during the past 10 days as Saskatchewan has experienced extreme cold weather from a polar vortex. The exported power is being fed through an intertie into the Southwest Power Pool, which is currently under emergency operating conditions. The Southwest Power Pool coordinates the flow of electricity across 60,000 miles of high-voltage transmission lines spanning 14 states. On the markets, the tech sector led a broad-based decline as Canada's main stock index was down more than 200 points in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets also pulled back. The TSX Composite Index was down 209 points at 18,283. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 86 points at 31,435. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.50 cents U.S. compared with 78.84 cents U.S. on Tuesday. The March crude oil contract was up 15 cents at $60.20 per barrel. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.